1: We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible.
0: We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting and the following. Year. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, hey everybody. We're excited to talk about Christmas today.
1: I know. I can't believe it's already that time of year. Oh, we're
0: loving it. We have our own Christmas tree story already, but we may or may not get to that. Kind of hoping we don't get to that one. It's a little bit embarrassing. No. Uh, maybe. So we had some experiences, but uh, we're super excited to be sharing this because so many people have been reaching out mm-hmm. asking for resources, haven't they?
1: That's right. Yeah. So many people know that over the years, just blogging and writing um, and even Teaching in mom's groups, we've shared, I've shared a lot of different resources for helping you to keep the focus on Jesus during this holiday season, during the Christmas season. And so I've been getting a lot of messages, people saying, Where are those blog posts? Yeah. Where are the links to those books? What are your favorite? Advent devotionals? What kind of traditions do you do? And we actually have articles written on all of those questions. So we will put links to those in the podcast notes, which you can find at CourageousParenting.com. If you just go to the hamburger menu button and you push podcast.
0: You've probably been talking about Christmas uh, for a dozen years now, huh? Uh,
1: Yeah, probably even more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So a lot of good stuff uh, packed in here. Before we get into it, the world's changing. Obviously, everybody knows that, right? Uh, We all have different opinions about what's happening. I sense probably a lot of us, uh, a lot of you with us are in alignment Mm -hmm. about many things, actually, about what seems obvious. Someone just messaged me right before this podcast saying it seems like a lot of people have blinders on, um, Mm -hmm. more on the non-Christian side of things. But although there are some Christians with blinders for sure, just not seeing what's going on. And so it's a lot going on. So with that in mind, we want to have a direct connection with you. We don't know how much longer we'll be on Instagram or Facebook, for example. Mm -hmm. We don't know um, how much longer we'll be allowed to say be on Apple iTunes podcast or Google Play or these kinds of things. So what's really important these days is that we have a direct connection with each other. One way we have a direct connection is through email. Mm-hmm. So if you've not signed up for our email list, I would encourage you to do that at CourageousParenting.com. Also, all of these episodes with all the resources and everything we talk about is on the mm-hmm. podcast under the tabs. But if you're new to the site, a pop-up should appear to sign up for or subscribe. If that doesn't happen, you can message us if you want to be part of that. Um, also, uh, another way to be uh, directly connected with us in a better way, more safe way, maybe is to join us on Parlor. We haven't done a lot on the Parlor app, but (laughs) um, we so far are seeing that that's a a more um, safe place to be able to continue on social media, perhaps these kinds of things. So, anyways, we encourage you to do that. Um, Also, uh, we're getting settled in, but you could be praying for Angie because she has some serious morning sickness.
1: Yeah, I'm thankful because it's a sign that the baby's healthy, but. It's been rough. Um, I think for everybody in the family on different levels, definitely an opportunity for growth and sanctification again. Um, but you know, even last night was a really hard night for me.
0: Yeah. Really hard.
1: I was really sick last night. So, um, just continued prayers for me because we've got a lot on our plate and it's hard to get up the energy to even, you know, shoot a podcast. Yeah. Sometimes just talking makes me feel like I'm going to vomit. So
0: Which you would even know more about if you got our email today, which was an update on the Tolpins and the ministry. So make sure you get that stuff because we do share candidly there too. All right. We're talking mm-hmm. about parenting tips for Christmas. And we're going to start by talking about not judging each other, other Christians, about their traditions.
1: Yeah. So um, Christmas has become, I would say, over the last, well, we've been married 21 years. Yeah. And I would say that it's increasingly become a contentious subject among many Christians. Um, Obviously, everyone carries their own baggage and their own traditions, both, you know, things that they are really thankful for and maybe things that they're like, oh, I definitely don't want to do that with my family. Right. Um, And so in knowing that, I think that it's just really important that we have grace with one another. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, just even Mm -hmm. judging other people takes energy Mm -hmm. and we don't want to waste energy on that during, especially when there's so many good things going on during this time of year. And so Isaac and I thought it would be really encouraging just to share a few scriptures with you guys and to maybe challenge you in your perspective. And Mm -hmm. so for us, we have shared, you guys know, if you've been following us for any amount of time, we did a podcast on why. Or should Christians celebrate Christmas? That was last year's podcast. Yeah, go for it. And um, we'll put a link in this in the podcast notes to that one also because it's a totally different podcast than this one. Um, And you know that that is definitely our opinion based upon our personal convictions. Um and we are good friends with people who have different convictions than we do. Yeah. But we're still able to be good friends. And so I just want to challenge you with that that yeah, it's important to be in fellowship with people who are like-minded hey, and we is we, still like-mindedness.
0: We know people that don't do the Christmas tree. We know People that do the Christmas tree, but not the stockings. We know people that do the tree and stockings, but not the gifts.
1: Yeah, you guys get the point. <laughs> we know people so, that don't
0: do any of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, and, and you know what, though? this that is we the love. Thing. Yeah. um For us, maybe to them, we have seemed different than them. Maybe the, I have no idea, Yeah. but what we have experienced is love and grace going both ways. And so we just want to encourage you guys, challenge you guys with that as well. Now, does that mean that we just do every tradition or every cultural thing that comes our way without researching it and praying about it? And absolutely considering not. like it? no, Like,
0: absolutely. And I might make a little judgment if someone's doing this. Absolutely. Don't lie to your kids about Santa Claus. That is one place I might have a pin, a real strong opinion. I mean,
1: we've talked, we talked about this on the Santa versus Grinch podcast episode. So you can go back and section. listen to that. But uh-huh. you know, we don't
0: want to create a pathway of lying about something magical, miraculous, uh, something with a superpower, something uh, that because they can't then see. They can't see, which is kind of what we encourage them to believe about Jesus later.
1: Right? Yeah, it can just cause some, um, well. For especially for certain kids that are more logically, analytically minded, it can become a real thing that they struggle with and knowing what to believe is true and trusting mom and dad later. So, But we do teach um, about
0: St. Nick because he was a real dude. That that's right. Yeah, awesome and, and we
1: share those resources too. In fact, we have a whole um, article on CourageousMom.com. We'll also link to that that is on the Santa controversy. Just make sure your and, kids
0: don't. Tell other kids where maybe their parents are wrestling with this yes. and haven't worked it out. Yep. We always believe parents should be um, the leaders of their kids, That's not right. other kids. And we talk about kids.
1: that in the article too, you guys. So if that, if Santa is a big question in your mind. We have a lot of resources on that. We talk about it in both the podcast and on articles on CourageousMom.com. So um, we're not going to dive deep into that, but we do just want to um, challenge you guys that while we should encourage one another not to judge what other people's convictions are, that doesn't mean that you don't do research, Mm -hmm. you don't pray about and evaluate different traditions. Um, opportunities with your spouse, yeah. and then come up with some personal convictions, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I would also say hold some of them loosely. I know that over the years we didn't have it all together. The first five, well, fig- six fig- I mean, figuring it we out, still don't. You know, yeah, we're still and so-
0: navigating this thing. Some years I'm like, wow. Even though we tried hard, the kids seemed a little too focused on presents. That's happened before, and yeah. then we kind of recalibrate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think on the judging thing, though, we we are to judge make judgments about other believers in terms of um, judging the fruit, the fruit, you know, uh, biblical nature of things,
1: maybe how much fellowship we have with them or exposing you are to make judgments about these things
0: for the protection of your family or fruitfulness of your family. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to issues like whether to have a Christmas tree or not, that is just not something that we should care about. Uh, if somebody's doing level. it or not it, doing it. it.
1: What we're saying is this is one of those open-handed versus a closed handed issue when it comes to salvation, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, now some people say, but, Oh, Christmas trees are pagan idol worship, totally. right? We've and all these all things. And we've done the research on that, you guys. And the reason why I'm saying this is because people will end up emailing me saying, Angie, I just really wish you would do your research on that. And well, yeah. I actually have, and so is Isaac. And we get that there is a history of <laughs> um pagan worship behind the the history of people using Christmas trees. But guess what? There's also other stories and there are redeemable aspects to Um, having a Christmas tree as a traditional item. And this is the thing. That's why if you judge it and you don't know the intention of the person's heart behind them, you could be judging inaccurately. Yeah. And it could make you potentially judge a person and make other um, boundaries or whatever based upon your inaccurate judgment. And so we need to remember that man only sees outward appearance. God judges the heart, like it says in scripture. Um, But there are other ways. I'm just going to go there. I'm gonna say I view a Christmas tree the way I view a pumpkin. Yeah. So if you've listened to Should Christians celebrate Halloween, we are definitely not Halloween celebrators. No. You can go back and listen to that podcast, but I am not a I'm not about to give any good creation that God made to the to the devil. He's not allowed to own it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he can't have a pumpkin and he doesn't get the Christmas tree. It says in Genesis that God created the plants and the trees. And what did he say? He said, it is good. Good. It is good. And so it is all in the eye of the beholder. It is all your responsibility, right? It's your responsibility to not make an idol out of things, to not make an idol out of a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And if people did do that, you can do something different. And you know what? We actually have tools. There is a book called The Legend of the Christmas Tree. This is an awesome book that we've read yeah. to our kids um, that points to Jesus. And we also do another tradition now just since we're talking about Christmas trees.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we have for years, I think since Austin was four or five, saved our Christmas tree and allowed a different kid each year to turn it into the resurrection mm-hmm. cross that we use at um the the resurrection sunday yeah come april and that's just a fun crafty project where they take all the branches off the tree using a little saw and then they turn it into a cross and it's a special thing to remember Jesus's birth and how it's connected to the resurrection, the death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, And so there are ways that you can actually make it a memorable thing that gets kids' hands involved, Mm -hmm. that they look back on their childhood and they remember Jesus and it points to him. An
0: effort at unity here, Colossians 3, 14 through 16. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts Mm -hmm. to the Lord. So, so important. Let's have unity and, but let's figure out what mm-hmm. our convictions are, what the Holy Spirit's prompting us to do, mm-hmm. and let's celebrate Christmas. Let's That's have right. great Christmases. Mm-hmm. Super important. By the way, side note, you have to be you know, going to church or with other people to sing hymns and spiritual songs. So don't let with COVID <laughs> or rules, <laughs> somebody's imposing upon you, cause you to disobey the Bible. Mm-hmm. Let's be with each other in person. Mm-hmm. It's uh, streaming uh, songs and worshiping together through an mm-hmm. internet is kind of hard.
1: Um I do just want to share one last thing when it comes to the Christmas tree thing before we move on. Yeah. Cuz I was thinking about this just, you know, critical thinking and logic. Um, you know, one, God doesn't want to be worshiped the way that idols were worshiped. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also talks about food that was sacrificed to idols in Romans chapter 14. I'll just push that out there. Um Isaac's actually going to read from a different part of Romans chapter 14. I just realized. Mm-hmm. Um, but that particular chapter talks about not judging someone else because of in their conscience it's not sin, and really evaluating. It's a challenge actually for Christians to evaluate what is sin and what is not sin. Right. Yeah.
0: Right here it says, "Let not who, but let not him who eats despise him who eat, who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats, for God has received him who are." You to judge another servant to his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord, and he who does who does not observe the day to the Lord. He does not deserve, observe it. Okay. And talks about eating and all that stuff. Yeah. So. And so,
1: and one of the reasons why it talks about eating is actually it talks about um, this is an important part. It says, He who eats, eats to the Lord, for mm-hmm. he who gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and gives God thanks. For none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself. And that's an important aspect. So one might live. not like to
0: eat bacon and another likes to eat bacon. I'm on the bacon side.
1: You're on the bacon side. And you know what, though? This is the thing. I When I was thinking about Christmas trees and I was thinking logically, it was just totally a God thing that you put that Bible. Like Isaac looked up the Bible verses for this episode and he put it right there. And I, on a totally different note, I'm like writing notes in our podcast. Uh, is just teamwork. how we function. Teamwork. Um, but I wrote down like people used to sacrifice food to idols, mm-hmm. right? Right. And we don't do that anymore today. We don't need to because Jesus was the final sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But does that mean we stopped eating? No, we still eat food. We still eat Mm -hmm. food. And so you can still have a Christmas tree. Just don't worship to idols. Don't don't do it in a way that is going to make an idol out of your Christmas tree, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about traditions more. So it's super, super important to really think about it we encourage you to reevaluate hey what are the traditions we'd be doing that we like mm-hmm. and I know we've had that discussion before and I would think of a couple and um, and then Angie would get a little frustrated with me and go we have way more traditions than that and uh and then I'm like oh yeah. oh yeah oh yeah there's all these awesome things we do that's mm-hmm. true oh that's true oh that's true and some of it has to do with how she grew up. Some of it might have to do with I how I grew up, but more of it has to do with the Bible and what we decided together. Yeah. And and that's really cool. So
1: And I think that, you know, if I had an encouragement for a young couple that's just starting to have their kids, I would say don't try to do too much and put pressure on yourself to make it this huge thing Mm -hmm. that you have to keep up with every single year. Um, You can, if you want to, if you have the energy, but just give yourself grace as the years go on and you're adding kids to your family. Um, Because let me just say like that we've had babies during the month of December. Okay, we just celebrated two birthdays. Solomon was our black Friday baby. Megan was December 5th. And so there were two times where I was in postpartum, very fresh postpartum during the Christmas season. And I remember having to preach to myself to give myself grace that it's not important to do all the things and to have to limit. Those were years that I had to go, okay, so maybe this year we aren't going to do X, Y, and Z, but instead we'll do these things that are important. And one thing, For us, because Isaac's not really the cookie dough maker kind of guy, Mm -hmm. Christmas cookies. This is a big project. And when we had, Kelsey was four and a half when Megan was born. Austin was just 18 months old. And here I was postpartum, struggling with mastitis even. And my mom came over and she did Christmas cookies with the kids. And I remember just being sad that I wasn't in there doing it with them. And I couldn't even eat one because it had sugar and um, that would agitate the mastitis. And so I was just so sad. And I, I remember thinking, you know what, I got to let it go. Mm -hmm. I got to give myself grace. And so I just, that's my message to young moms or moms that are pregnant or in postpartum. You have to give yourself grace. You need to reevaluate and maybe limit yourself, change Mm -hmm. your expectations so that you're set up for success and not failure. Um, and don't let their the peer pressures of cultural, so societal things, activities, um, make it difficult for you to keep up with the things that are truly the most important.
0: That's a good message. So when you're talking to each other, you're analyzing, you know, what traditions are we doing that we like? Mm-hmm. And then what traditions do we need to change? And what do we want to add? Mm-hmm. Those are maybe three good questions around the same thing that could be a very yeah. powerful date night conversation. And things we have visited over the years, and really do because otherwise you just go through the rhythm. Sometimes that has to do with how you spend Christmas. You know, where are you Christmas Eve? Where are you the day of Christmas with yeah. different family members and things like that? And we had mm-hmm. that was probably the hardest discussions we had in our early years because we really had to figure out, okay,
1: are we driving here or driving there? Or yeah, where is are we gonna is stay?
0: Christmas actually happening? in a relaxing, focused on Christ way, or are we allowing that to be deteriorated because by the travel and or, pressure yeah. from others to be all over the place?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, you know, and this is again, over and over again, I, Isaac and I want to encourage couples that this is something you have to re-evaluate every year because every year you're potentially in a different season of life, right? Mm-hmm. For us in five years, I'm excited to be thinking about, okay, how do we, potentially um we're going to have more kids in the family maybe some will even be married right yeah. we might even have grandkids in 5 or 10 years lord willing and so there will be st- we will still be having this conversation that's my point i hope you guys see this as like a growing point in your marriage mm-hmm. where you evaluate how did the kids handle it last year and part of that evaluation process is actually an important family meeting or maybe one-on-one conversations that you have with your kids before you have your date night mm-hmm. where you ask the kids this one important question, what is Christmas all about? Mm-hmm. And based upon how they answer, you'll be able to kind of tell what their spiritual thermometer is regarding what really made an impression on them the year before?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so
1: it's really important that you ask your kids that question because then you come to the meeting together also going, okay, but I'm concerned about this kid and this kid because their focus was on this or, you know, they were gone a lot that year because maybe they were in a play. So mm-hmm. they weren't at a lot of the functions. You just need to communicate.
0: I want to take a moment and give you something for free. If you haven't got it already is the date night one sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get an alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com.
1: Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children.
0: What Angie and Isaac have done in
1: creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving, or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we wanna raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it one of the best things that we've done this year one of the best investments we've made this year and i could not recommend it more we're
0: no longer fearing dark days ahead but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation so let's reel off a bunch of traditions that we have
1: so we do have a christmas tree and there have been years where we've gone to cut them down and Mm -hmm. then there's been years where we've just bought one
0: yeah Yeah, absolutely. And we moved. You guys know that. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be the year we go cut a really awesome tree down. Uh And so we went and I got the $10 license and we went and I couldn't find the areas where you can drive off. So to cut a tree down so, so we, how long
1: were you gone? we wasted
0: like three hours just trying to find like because yeah. you have to be a certain number of feet off the road and these kinds of things and yeah. I went the wrong direction it's I went the direction I knew were trees but <laughs> it wasn't the direction that would work I even had a map and it, the map said that <laughs> I could get trees in this direction but there was no place to turn off to find them. right so I'm sure I just messed up but uh then I asked a neighbor and he said oh you got to go this way I go sweet <laughs> so the next week <laughs> so the next week we go and we there's lots of trees and we this beautiful drive and up on this kind of ledge not a ledge but a hill i made it sound more crazy. you guys
1: did have to trek in. we had to trek in, in. Yeah. you know
0: there's like two or three feet of snow so we're trekking in drew and i and ethan were up on this hill and <laughs> you know we're looking down on some of these trees and this one looks you know the best looks the best. so I cut this tree down and
1: wait, wait, we... and it looked the best. why did it look the best?
0: Ah, uh, it was full. And the branches were like coming out the proper way. And it was because
1: the, snow was on it.
0: There was some, there was some weight. I wasn't thinking about the physics of the situation, but there's weight on the branches. So because of snow, anyways, you get the tree down, it was a little bigger than I thought. But anyways, we won't talk more about that, but I bring it home and we put it up and now it's, there's no snow on it. So the branches are like sticking, not straight up, but
1: yeah, pretty much mostly pretty very vertical,
0: very vertical, all of them. <laughs> And I'm like, will this tree just chill? Come on. It needs to chillax a little bit. <laughs> and it would not chill out. Right, it it yeah. just just was uh-huh. a springy.
1: And then the next day, he's sitting there. And then it
0: got brown. It started browning well, it on me. It was
1: kind of brown right from the beginning. You just didn't really notice because of the snow. snow.
0: Yeah. yeah. So anyways, big error. And the family was so supportive. They didn't say anything negative. In fact, I heard positive comments, which was funny. And, <laughs> and then the next day, we're all sitting there. And I go. That is just the absolute ugliest tree I've ever seen. And they then all everybody,
1: everybody starts <laughs> laughing. So we ended up buying a Christmas tree. We ended tree. up buying a
0: tree. But right down the street from where we live was this awesome place. And I met Marty. Uh, one of our neighbors. One, yeah, one well, in, in town. And mm-hmm. he's, he's a pastor. So it was fun to meet him. And I met this other family. Oh, I'm meeting people. So anyways, uh, what were we talking about? Traditions. Christmas tree. Right.
1: So we all that to say we get a Christmas tree yeah. somehow. Yeah. And we decorate it as a family, which we're still kind of working on. Yeah, and because uh, you know, moving, trying to and find then we all do, the ornaments. We like
0: the stockings, absolutely, but everybody knows the parents put stuff, fill them.
1: It's kind of like a fun way to easily wrap a few little small gifts. And that's I, the
0: way that's for us like. to be yeah. um, secretive about small gifts that we can give them because sometimes as kids get older, we kind of ask them, you know, what they need, want, things like that.
1: Yeah, and they they're kind of more.
0: But, particular. Yeah. So we can be, you know, surprise them with stockings and then, and it's fun and we do gifts. Um, and what else do we do beyond that stuff?
1: Well, the kids, um, people have asked me a lot about gifts and so, yeah, we do do gifts, but we don't go overboard. Mm. Not to say we haven't gone overboard in the past. We have. yeah. Um, and we will never do that again. We just, you know, as far as evaluating <laughs> spiritual thermometer of things and realizing, uh, Yeah, I don't really like how the focus was that year, Mm -hmm. but we typically have the kids draw names for each other. So they get one special gift for one sibling Mm -hmm. so that, um, just it helps with cost wise because there's so many of them. Um, and then they really can put a lot of thought into that one gift. Mm -hmm. It's not that they can't get gifts for others, but they're kind of assigned to get one gift for one sibling. And then we will do typically about three gifts. For each kid which that wasn't until like four or five years ago
0: everybody's counting about. up like we have you know it's 10 people in our family
1: they're not huge huge gifts yeah, that's um, a lot of gifts we do have a budget for each family and we have a budget for our stockings you mean also each kid oh yeah yeah for each kid in our family um and so we we pretty much stick to that budget we're pretty yeah pretty careful with that but um christmas shopping in the past always started for me like in september so that I could get good deals. So, but.
0: but we do lots of other things not related to that. So uh, you mentioned the Christmas cookies. There are mm-hmm. a lot of things around food. We often will do the Christmas boxes. Franklin, Franklin Graham does, you know, oh, yeah, the, stuffing yeah. Christmas boxes. <laughs> to, Operation Christmas. Uh, Child. We've done mm-hmm. all kinds of things in a gen, in the generous category that are, you know, trying to stir giving gifts is mm-hmm. more powerful than receiving mm-hmm. gifts and mm-hmm. in, in the kids. That's hearts.
1: always been a focus in the past, whether it was, um, remember one year we, we collected sleeping bags and we had like a Christmas party and we asked everybody to bring a sleeping bag or a pillow for the homeless for the union gospel mission. And so we've done stuff like that. We've also done um, fundraisers for the pregnancy resource center at Christmas time and taken that with the kids to drop Mm -hmm. it off. Those are always like memorable things where the kids are hands on involved. I, especially when your kids are little, those are like the best Memory yeah. type things, but we've also had times where um, another idea is to take a, a, a an amount of money mm-hmm. and to talk to the kids about who they want to give it to or what ministry they want to give it to. And we've yeah. done that before. Yeah,
0: I remember this one year where we kind of started that, where I had a thousand dollars in cash, and it was a time of abundance, you know, for us. And so mm-hmm. this was just an extra thing we we're doing. Um, and I said, I really want you guys to think and pray about Mm -hmm. how we use this. How can we use this to have the maximum blessing on other people?
1: Right. And we had multiple ministry, like catalogs, like World Vision was one that we had liked to donate to. Um, there was, um, YWAM. we did voice of the martyrs we had catalogs and they all have like oh buy goat or buy chickens or different things like that and so w- th- there's so many ideas out there we're just rattling off some things to get help, you guys thinking. help
0: local families sometimes you can mm-hmm. find through your church or something like that or even that, a neighbor as somebody that yeah. just needs groceries and needs or they don't rent have money for or a single presents. single moms mm-hmm. my heart goes out to the single moms I remember my mom was single uh, mm-hmm. a lot of my growing up. Uh, so my heart goes out to them for sure.
1: Yeah. Project angel trees, another awesome ministry. A lot of churches, um, do that. That's something that is fun too. where, I don't know if they're doing this with COVID, but remember how that one year we were able to get gifts for a child of a prisoner and then go to a local community center. And we mm-hmm. were able to meet the kid and give them the gifts and do a craft together. And so it, there's yeah. things that you can do that are really in person, Soup Personal. kitchens to yeah. things like that. Serving
0: yeah. just depends on the kid's age, right? And and what's going on. So yeah. you have to be the judge of that. But mm-hmm. super important to, the, to think about that. Traditions. Mm-hmm. What other traditions, honey?
1: Um, hosting, gatherings and worshiping so she always
0: thinks of more of that. we do
1: we've done different things over the years for a long time we, when you had your big business right we always did the christmas party that was in a huge um i mean it was a ministry we had over 100 people in our home we would feed them and
0: we even um, had uh, some artists come play music
1: mm-hmm. and i mean it was always such a good time of bonding and and building community with people Mm -hmm. that Isaac worked with. That was when we really um, were involved in more, you always used to call it marketplace ministry in that sense, where you were in the business world, but still trying to be a light and love people. And so opening up your home for hospitality has always, I guess that that would be the best way to describe kind of what we've done in the past over the years. But even um, like last year, we had something new where our church was going to go caroling and we couldn't go caroling at the center. So we ended up caroling in our home together and worshiping God and it was was really fun too. And so, you know, there are different things that you can do. Things have changed this year because caroling may get harder for people. Right. Um, But that doesn't mean that it can't happen.
0: Yeah, you can just sing from the street and uh, maybe Mm -hmm. you can amplify it. I'm just brainstorming right now. Maybe you can amplify everybody singing with technology and Mm -hmm. people will come out under the porches. I wish people had porches, front porches, not a lot of that, (laughs) but maybe they'll come outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So another type of tradition is um, doing Advent devotionals or doing an Advent calendar we've done a Jesse tree before in the past. We've, um, the giving manger was a new one that we did last year, which I'm really excited about. If you're watching the YouTube version, you can see me hold up what the giving manger is. It was super, super cute. It's just a little ceramic doll of baby Jesus. And it comes with all of this straw and a little wooden manger. And then it comes with a book that has, um, a really beautiful, um, detailed biblical encouragement about baby Jesus. And then it also comes with a deck of 52 cards that you can go through with your kids that are just service opportunity ideas. And so as your kids are serving at the end of every day, you can ask them what they did to serve. And they can put a straw of hay in the baby's manger, which is kind of a fun thing to do. There's also
0: organizations. History. You ma- you mentioned the PRC. So mm-hmm. obviously, we're very much pro-life, which I know you are as well. Mm-hmm. And so putting your money uh, where your heart is mm-hmm. and so and where God has placed convictions in you. Um organizations you benefit from. Um, so we always have focused on that too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, you know, blessing those who are in spiritual authority over you also is a, is oh, a great thing. Just pastor? blessing the pastors. Oh yeah. Um, and, and those who serve diligently, like if you, you guys know that, um, where we kind of stand on like Sunday school and that kind of stuff, we usually take our kids to church with us. But if you have been ministered to by this uh, someone specific that's always in the nursery when you drop off your toddler, what if you were to get them a special Christmas present as a thank you? Mm-hmm. Um, that would probably just really bring them joy and feel appreciated. There are different yeah. things that you can do to love on people who have blessed you. Um, the person who led the Bible study at, at your church.
0: I remember there was a time, one of the traditions I used to have when I was a leader of people, numerous people, is I would handwrite 200 cards, Christmas cards.
1: That was a big job.
0: That's <laughs> a really big <laughs> you know, job. And yes. uh, I, would, I would handwrite each one. And for me, that was a lot. Maybe that's normal for you, but um, it was just important mm-hmm. to me. I could have like ordered them online, had them printed and mm-hmm. things like that, which I've done before. But at that time, I just really felt like, wow, let's just get back to personal. Mm-hmm. So how can you be yeah. personal and touch people's lives? And mm-hmm. sometimes through cards, that's a way to do it.
1: Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a big extravagant thing. It just needs to be thoughtful and from your heart. Um, other things that have come to mind when I think of just traditions we've we've tried to do together as a family, I think of just even um, when, we, when we are hosting or when we're going to other gatherings and bringing a gift, a special gift that blesses the hostess mm-hmm. and her family. Right. Um, and so for example, last year I gave probably five or six different giving manger sets, but you can get those on Amazon. You can find it at thegivingmanger.com. Um, but you know, whatever it is that you feel like is going to help that family be a blessing to them, maybe introduce them to something special that's centered around Jesus. Yeah. It's a great way to do that. Um, also calendars, the advent calendar or the advent candles that go on the table. Those are really fun to do with your kids as well. We've done that in the past. We haven't done it for a couple of years, but um, there are certain traditions that you can do. And over the years, ours have kind of changed and we've, we'll come back and revisit one three or four years later. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have favorite Christmas books. If you guys want a list of resources, that's kind of a tradition is to read a lot of Christmas books, books about um, baby Jesus, books that point us to Christ, books that point us to salvation and to the true meaning of what we are focusing on during this time. Um, And we have a huge basket full of those books. So you can find all of those on CourageousMom.com at the link that we will put in here for those. And we try
0: to go to community events, too, whether it's a Christmas tree lighting or uh, something at at a church. Sometimes it's not the church we're going to, but they have a really good nativity scene, live nativity.
1: Oh, yeah. Those are really fun.
0: Going on. Mm -hmm. Bend, Oregon had a really cool one when we lived there. Mm -hmm. Um, So just being out there involved and connecting with people and bringing um, the true meaning of Christmas to life with your kids. And mm-hmm. nothing does that better than the Bible. So definitely Bible reading during this time leading mm-hmm. up to Christmas. That's um, part of the traditions is all mm-hmm. lean what I talk about scripturally towards, you know, Jesus' birth mm-hmm. and what that means mm-hmm. and all those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So traditions are fun. Let's, um, where are we at? So Luke 6, 38 Okay. And uh, let's read that real quick. Give and it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your your bosom for with the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you. I just thought this was cool because it's not like an equation. We're not like prosperity gospel people, (laughs) but we do believe um, in what the Bible says. And when we give, there's things that come back to us. It's not always money or physical things. It's the spiritual blessing. It's the spiritual that blessing. you can
1: always count on.
0: You can always count on. And it's just amazing. And you want your kids to experience that giving all year, don't you? But here's a time where giving can come to life. Now, is it okay to give presents to your kids at Christmas? Is giving okay, Angie?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a lot over the years because we've even had years where we didn't actually there was I can think of one where we we were struggling financially the year before we were not. And we were just like, you know what, the focus was too much on gifts. And so we wanted to focus more on giving and it ended up being an awesome Christmas year. But we were convicted after that year to bring it back. And part of it was just the conviction that when you think about the birth of Jesus and we think about God's gift to the world Mm -hmm. was he gave us the Mm -hmm. son, right? He gave Mm -hmm. us that gift and that as we are giving gifts and being generous, we are doing that in honor of the greatest gift that was given to us Mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ, which was salvation. And, um, and then of course, you know, thinking about the actual, nativity right a lot of people will call it the nativity but the story the recounting of baby jesus Mm -hmm. when the wise men yeah come and they give gifts they give expensive gifts actually lavish gifts now that doesn't mean that you have to give expensive gifts to your kids that's not what i'm saying but the point is is that they traveled far they sacrificed much to give a gift to the King of Kings. And so there definitely is this element of how, when you're giving a gift, you can point it back to the story of mm-hmm. Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. I like what it says in Luke here, 12, 15. This is a great scripture, by the way, to jot down and have on hand for your kids during this time. Take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Mm-hmm. So setting things up, there is a, positive, I think, in a lot of respects, energy about receiving something from your parents and excitement in the kids. Mm -hmm. We just don't want that to become the focus focus Mm -hmm. and overwhelming um, where we want Jesus to be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It reminds me of um, before the birth of Jesus, what were generation upon generation upon generation waiting Mm -hmm. for? Mm -hmm. They were waiting for the Messiah to come. So because those generations were indoctrinated by their parents in a positive way um, to wait for the Messiah to come, a savior. Because that was happening traditionally all throughout time, when Jesus was born, now not everybody accepted it, right? But when Jesus was born, wow, what an amazing thing. But now that that is in the past from where we live, Maybe there's something hurting about the anticipation in our kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something hurting in the anticipation of celebrating Christmas, Christ's birth in us.
1: Well, and I think to now more than ever, like for us, a lot of what we've been talking to our kids about in the year 2020, I'll be honest, is the second coming yeah. of our savior, right? Yeah. And there is a lot of um, biblical imagery of actually aligning First coming and the second coming. And so that could be a beautiful study that you could do with your kids as well. That'd be really good. And it's something that we should always be looking for and desiring is for Jesus to come back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the focus is what we're talking about. So, what is Christmas about in your family? Mm -hmm. Might be something good to talk about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, Ash?
1: Well, I think um, this is a part where we talked, I just want to bring up, we talked about not judging others, but We didn't say you can't challenge others right and the bible does say as iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens another and i do think that there's an element of like sharing with others what you do and don't do and and why and it doesn't have to be a forced conversation but if it does come up it can be something where you can learn from other people which is one of the reasons why we're sharing too is just to give people ideas in the midst of all the craziness that's happening in the world hey don't forget it's december and this is when we usually take time to really focus on this, on the birth of our Lord and savior. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that challenging one another to remember that and not to get overwhelmed with what's going on with the election or, um, Mm. the unknowing of what's going to happen afterwards. Right. But instead to pause and to go, you know what, I'm not going to let this overshadow this time. I'm going to focus on this with the Lord um, and my kids. I'm going to teach my kids. I'm going to be purposeful. We're going to switch things up. Maybe we're going to change what we're studying with school, and we're going to study the scriptures even more. Yeah. Maybe we're going to we're going to do some kind of community service as a family, um, because we need to get outside of our needs and thinking about what is happening to the world and serve other people and their needs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's that's right on. And so, what can you do to keep the focus on? the birth of Jesus and what he did for us and why that's significant and the love of God. And do they see, do your kids see you mm-hmm. leading up to mm-hmm. Christmas, just loving God, reading scripture, mm-hmm. focused on that? Or are you scrambling, trying to get everything done and yeah. make sure the house is perfect for all the hospitality and all that stuff?
1: Yeah. I, I just would encourage moms that you can, you can practice hospitality. You can Still keep the focus on Jesus without having to do all the glitz and glitter and all the things. And so if this is a year where you just can't do it all because of other um, responsibilities right now, it's okay. It's okay. God looks at the heart and he knows your intentions. The other thing I would say is that there are many resources that you can use to help you if you are just feeling like, I don't know where to go. First of all, I would say, make sure you have a Bible. Because this is the greatest tool. Just reading straight from Luke. Every year Isaac reads from, I think it is. is
0: uh, different places. Yeah.
1: Some years you read from Matthew, some years from yeah. Luke. Um, but the gospel stories are recounting. I, I keep correcting myself. I don't like saying story because it's history. Um, but just reading the history of the, the coming of Jesus to your kids out loud. You don't need any other tool. But if you want something else that's fun, that's split up for you, that maybe is a little easier, maybe you do better being disciplined. If you have something that's laid out for you, where it's like day one, you read this day two you read that. There are some great devotionals out there. One thing that we've used over the last probably 10, well, I don't even know, maybe it was seven or eight years. Um, is the Unwrapping the Greatest Gift by Ann Voskamp. Um, you can do it with a Jesse tree or you can just do the book. Um, another another great devotional is Then Came Jesus by Laura Williams. Um, and then there are some other resources, like there's a devotional by Dietrich Bonhoeffer that's one that I've done personally with just by myself mm-hmm. that's been a real encouragement to me. And we have a link to that in our resources also. I
0: just want to encourage you moms and dads, that when you read scripture, it is more powerful than when your pastor reads scripture from stage. Mm-hmm. Your pastor has an important job to do, and it's mm-hmm. so important that they go to church and hear the pastor preach. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it's not important, it's very important. But what's more powerful and more influential with your kids is when you read scripture to them. You are the parent, you are the God authorized influencer in their life, the most important ones. So when you at leading up to Christmas, I encourage you to go through like Luke chapter two, which is the Christmas story. And I would read through it and talk about how to bring it to life. I'm not going to read through it right now. You can listen to our other episode if you want to hear that, Mm -hmm. but there's some incredible things happening like the angels in the sky Mm -hmm. and the multitudes and how they're celebrating Mm -hmm. the birth of Jesus. There's some incredible things that you can really bring to life if you think about what you're reading. So read it yourself, think about it, and then teach it to your kids, and it's going to be awesome, even if you're not used to doing it. Do it. It's great. And, And then you can also Google other passages that have to do with Christmas or Christ's birth or in Isaiah where it talks about the birth of Christ right? And these are or the Messiah coming and these kinds of things. So super important because then the, what are you tying in the Old Testament to the New Testament prophecy happening? All these things are really, really cool. So I think that's a really important thing to do. So any more on resources, Angie?
1: No, I just encourage you guys to go to CourageousParenting.com, click on podcast, and you'll see a list of links to our resource blog posts that we have at Courageous Mom. You'll see links to our two previous podcasts, because I think we did two podcasts in season one on Mm -hmm. the topic of Christmas. Um, And we just really are praying for you guys, and we hope that this is a memorable year, um, but that you are blessed and that the true true thing that we are all focusing on. Remember, this is the thing. When it comes to to Christmas, we've been asked many times, should Christians celebrate? And I'm just going to drop this one sentence. And we talked about this more in depth in the podcast, but do you think that God is delighted anytime his people are worshiping him? Yeah. Any time. So if there is a reason to focus more on him, we should do it.
0: And what an amazing hope we have in Christ. And in uncertain times, yeah. sometimes it can feel like there isn't a, a lot of hopefulness around us. But you can be a beacon of hope because of what you know. You know the good news and you have the good news. You have salvation. You're a Christian. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit in you. So we don't have to rely on our own strength to read the Bible to our kids. We don't have to rely on our own strength to share the good news with others. We don't have to rely on our own strength to protect us when we proclaim the gospel in work settings. We don't need to worry, worry about anything. The Holy Spirit will do it all. The Holy Spirit will do it and we'll be protected, and if we run into some trouble, God will redeem it. Absolutely. Sometimes I think about the pastors and the churches right now, and in COVID, and them not meeting, and I'm like, well, sometimes you have to have civil disobedience. Why? Because the, the state, the government should never call you to disobey the Word of God, mm-hmm. and that's kind of when you know You need to do something. We need to be fellowshipping with each other. We Join a home church. Join a church that's meeting. If you can't find a church that's meeting, invite people over, preach the word. It's so so important right now.
1: As you were sharing that, I actually had this vision in my head because I've seen a lot of people posting, well, yeah, Joseph took Mary because they had to go and be registered for the census in their day. True. But then what happened when Jesus was born? The ruler, Herod, who was an evil man, he was a schemer. And he was scheming to do that devil's work. Mm -hmm. He was going to try to slaughter baby Jesus. And he slaughtered many babies. So what did they do? What did Joseph and Mary do? They fled the government. They fled. And so sometimes we are called not to just stay, right? Sometimes, so we just have to be discerning, and so I think that this story the story, the reaccounting, uh, Angie, the reaccounting of history of Jesus's birth and how he came into the world and how he lived and how his parents, you know, took care of him is more relevant now than ever.
0: So, there was a great migration back then, and God was using it, and mm-hmm. there's kind of a big migration happening now. People, and moving guess around. what?
1: God is going to use it, and He is using it,
0: but wherever you are. We should be meeting for church and trusting Mm -hmm. God in that because this is an important Mm -hmm. time and we need to be around other Christians. It's super important to spur each other on, Mm -hmm. to sing psalms together, and to rejoice Mm -hmm. in the good news. And your kids Mm -hmm. need to witness that because what do you want them to replicate in their future, which may not be, likely isn't going to be, easier than today's present. That's right. Thanks for joining us.
1: See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting.
0: This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making, but more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone.
1: If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.